If you're enjoying Mixtapes with Mike, there are three ways that you can support me right now. First off, if you can, follow me on Instagram. My account is at Mixtapes with Mike Podcast. That's where I announce each week's episode and I make daily posts about the songs and artists who feature in the mixtape. The link in my bio will take you to the back catalogue of mixtapes on Apple Music or Spotify. And I also run monthly giveaways where one of my followers can win a brand new record. Second, if you're holding an iPhone, please take a second to leave me a positive review on Apple Podcast. It really helps with reaching new people. And lastly, If you're listening on any other platform, there will be a share button. It would mean the world to me if you would hit that share button and send the link to any friend who you think would enjoy this podcast. I really enjoy making it and I want it to reach as many people as possible. So thank you so much for the support so far. And let's get to the episode. I'm uh, always astounded by people that can play drums and sing. I'm astounded by people that can play drums. Welcome to Mixtapes with Mike, the podcast where I invite a guest to make us a mixtape of 10 tracks without using the same artist twice. We're going to talk about each song for a bit, and if you like the sound of what you hear, you can listen to the mixtape in full on Apple Music or Spotify by clicking the link in the show notes. Now, before we get started, I want to take a second to thank everyone who's been listening so far. I've got a bunch of listeners in the UK, and I'm grateful for all of those, but we've had downloads in Brooklyn, New York, California, Ontario, uh, Chitawa Bay in Australia. I have no idea where that is. But if you're one of these people in these far-flung corners, then please get in touch on Instagram and let me know what you think. Let me know what you like. Let me know if there's something I can do better. Um, I want to make this podcast as good as possible for the people who are taking the time to listen to it. And I just want to say thank you. Right, now, this week's guest is a stand-up comedian, writer, and producer who has appeared on late-night shows in the US. He has his own special Bad Decisions available on Amazon Prime. And he is also the co-host of the Jim Jeffries podcast, I Don't Know About That. So, without further delay, this is Forrest Shaw. How you doing? Hello, I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm all right. Get in there. Get in there. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on, man. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So y- you are another one of my... Um, actually, you're a, f- you're a referral. Um, and yeah. I've not had not had many of those, but um, I-, I-, I managed to snag JJ Whitehead as a guest and asked him if he knew of anyone else that would, would be interested in talking about music for a while. And he suggested you, so here you are. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's some pressure, I guess, on being a referral. Uh, maybe not, because, you know, if it doesn't go well, then you can just blame JJ, and then we'll never talk again. But exactly, like it's fine. Okay. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> so, you are predominantly a stand-up comedian, but you, you write for shows, but you also uh, you also uh, work on Jim Jeffries' podcast as well. Yeah, so I've... I've um... And then that's how I know J.J. Whitehead as well, is through Jim Jeffries. Like, when J.J. moved to the States, you know, I met him through Jim, because I've been friends with Jim since he moved to the States. Oh, I don't even know how long ago it's been now. It's been over a decade. And um, I uh, also will tour around and open for him when, you know, when possible, internationally as, as well. And um, I was able to write on his show on Comedy Central. And then um, currently I'm writing on... Um, 
well, it's a golf comedy show called The Connor Moore Show. He's Irish. He's from Dublin. So over yonder, over near you. And um, it's, uh, you know, I like playing golf. I just didn't know I'd ever be writing on a con. I didn't know there was comedy golf shows to begin with. I thought they would all be a little bit, take themselves a little too seriously. So that's a fun, fun gig I have. And then currently I'm also the co-host on the I Don't Know About That podcast with Jim Jeffries. So, yeah. Amazing. So how, how long has that podcast been going? We started right when the pandemic hit. Perfect time to start anything. You know, you really <laughs> really got a lot of people's attention. We we started and um, we, we had planned at the end of last year to start it the beginning of this year. So it was just kind of like set in motion. Um, and it's, it, you know, it's actually done pretty well considering that we started in the middle of a pandemic and tried to get people's eyes and ears on it. Um, but we are, I want to say 30 episodes in. Okay. Yeah, and it's 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 a fun podcast. It's basically the concept is remember the time when people just didn't know stuff because they didn't have the internet or they could they could pretend they knew stuff. So we bring actual experts on for a topic on the show. Jim does not know what it is ahead of time, and then we ask Jim to say everything he thinks he knows about it, and he kind of BSs his way through it, you know, which is funny to listen to because he's like, oh, I think that's this and that. Oh, I'm pretty sure about this, and then. We go back through all the questions with the expert and correct them, and the audience learns a little bit, laughs a little bit, and, and we're out. And I think it's a kind of a good message for today's, the way people get, gather information today. You know? Absolutely. But has he ever got it right? Um, he's done pretty well. Like, we, you know, sometimes we do topics like Saudi Arabia or... Um, or, uh, or uh, we did drinking water the other day, and we, and we had Aaron Brockovich on, so that was pretty cool. So, so, uh, and um, so serious topics. And sometimes we do like Coca Cola and like the Olympics and James Bond. We did one time. He did pretty good on the strongman competition. We had the strongest guy in the world on. He did pretty good on that. And Coca Cola did pretty good. So, you know, stuff that doesn't really matter. He, he nailed it. You know, but uh, <laughs> but any any serious subject, he's kind of winging it. Um, yeah, our animals, he doesn't do well. We did bees, which is very interesting. We learned all about bees and how important bees are and, and the whole life of, and murder hornets and stuff. And um, we have a segment too called Now I Know About That Maybe, where we go back and revisit one something we've already done to see if he's retained the information. And bees, he didn't do well uh, initially. And then on the rehash, did not do well either. So it's just, so it's, it's fun though. It's funny. And, and the fun thing is people have written to us and been like, hey, we've, we've learned stuff on the podcast, which is great. And it's, for me, it's a great outlet to do stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm a lot more the straight man on there because I'm the person asking the questions and I get to make a joke here and there, but you know, sometimes bit, people bitch about me online, of course, is that's always fun and they don't get it. Like you don't need Forrest on the show. Oh, you don't? Well, because I'm driving the whole thing. So let's see how that would work. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just going to have him in a room. Like, but, um, but it's been great, and I, I learned a lot about the Electoral College. We had the elect, a person on about the Electoral College, which I didn't know much about, even though it's my own political you know, system. And, you know, that's in the news. I don't know if anyone's aware of that. <laughs> Me, so, I like, I, I, if you'd have told me 20 years ago that I would be glued to a TV with no real developments for days on end, uh, <laughs> yeah. centered around a political issue, I'd have been like, you're talking about someone else. Yeah, yeah. But we were fascinated just waiting for those numbers to shift one yeah. way or the other and the way everything's playing out now is yeah. crazy yeah, yeah i told myself i wouldn't do it i was like i'm not gonna sit in front of the tv and there it is like cnn was just on 
all the time in my living room for the like you know from november 3rd on you know i mean now it's now we're down to this, the bunch of silly crap that's happening but um yeah it's uh it's 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 a wild world it's 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 my friend that lives in australia told me that for the first time ever there's travel restrictions to come to the u.s one because of the coronavirus and two because of civil unrest i was like all right we did it way to go america so they they used to be the shining light like the the you know, the almost like the, the the governing country of the world. Everyone kind of looked to them for like pop culture and for like uh, positive leaders and whatnot. And it's not like that at the minute. Yeah, as a Floridian, I'm from Florida originally. Um, I we have become the Florida of the world. I don't know if that makes sense to everybody internationally, but Flor- okay, good. You're laughing. So yeah, Florida <laughs> it makes sense does. to me because yeah. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it. I, I defend Florida, but at the same time, I get it. So <laughs> now, um, this is not the first time we've tried to have this conversation. So I've, I, I will, I will hold my hand up and apologise for my mistake when we first tried to record this, because our clocks had changed, mm. but evidently the ones in the US don't change for a few days after that. So you were sat there expecting me to come on at a certain time. And I was just breezing into my studio at like quarter to, to eight my time going, oh, it's fine. And then looked at my phone and got several emails from you going, uh, I'm going to have to go. Like, what? <laughs> and thank you very much for being understanding about that. Ah, oh, man. I've, the, the, and then we changed times I, a couple weeks after that. And then I had a clock in my car that was wrong. And same thing. It's always, you know, it all, it's, it's completely understandable. Again, I didn't know that that was a thing. I thought everyone changed time. At the same time, I wasn't even sure what countries did time change and didn't do it because there's certain places that don't do it. And I don't know if you're in Australia, they have Adelaide is only like a half an hour behind Sydney. I'm like, come on, that's <laughs> not good. That's like, <laughs> right, an hour, a solid hour. That's fine. That makes sense to a lot of people. But half an hour, what, what, what are they gaining? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Let's stop doing that. But, but apart from. Uh, logistical issues you are dead keen to come on because you you and, and and one of the things a lot of people will ask is like okay so how do you want me to do it and it's like well the mixtape is whatever you want it to be some people talk about music from throughout their life some people come up with a theme but you're just like okay i want to talk about what i'm listening to right now so i was just yeah. like that's that's cool because it's, it's a very current sort of perspective to take and i've not had many people take that approach so far so um tell me who your first track is by uh tame impala now i'm I'm aware of tame impala they get quite a lot of radio play here uh but i hadn't really sort of gone in at any depth with those guys but it's been listening to your mixtape that's actually helped them click a little bit for me and go ah I can't yeah I, I see what the appeal is so how, how did you happen upon them yeah I um well first of all it's one guy and I still make that 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 uh that that mistake too where I'm with like them and then someone that really is into because I have a shirt that I like too that has like jellyfish on it, it says Tim Impala and I'll be like oh yeah and it's it's one guy and I'm forgetting his name right now too. he's from Perth um aforementioned Australia and uh, I I was touring with Jim as I said and one of the cool things about touring with a huge comic is you do these theaters and you do these old theaters and the really cool thing about these old theaters is 
it's just that they have really cool architecture and they have these really cool a lot of times like dressing rooms and green rooms and we were doing the patched theater in milwaukee and it's absolutely the best green room slash dressing room I've ever been in. It's a whole little floor they have downstairs. They have like a charcuterie board set up for you and a cappuccino machine. And they had um, foosball and video games. And then they had a section with just couches, like in a U shape and all these vinyl and a record player. And just like, hey, have at it. It was, it was amazing. That sounds and, awesome. Yeah. And I just like wandered in there like, this is the, the most amazing, you know, the green room I've ever seen. And it was playing. Tame Apollo was playing, but I'd never really heard of them or knew of them. This is about maybe four or five years ago, and um, and I I didn't really know much about them. But I was like, man, this is really cool. Whatever this music is, and uh, I asked the guy that was running and said Tame Apollo. I looked at the album, and then I just downloaded a bunch of their stuff, and then I was hooked. And then you know they're they're headlining Coachella and becoming even bigger, bigger and bigger. I keep saying they. I'm doing it too. It's just yeah. one guy, but when when he's performing, it's with other people. Um, some people prefer they. Yeah, yeah, he could. He could identify as that. That's true. I should check with him. But, um, and I really, I like that kind of psychedelic rock style, but made, brought into the modern times. You know, there's, like, you know, the psychedelic rock of the 70s and 80s and stuff is, I, I'm into as well, but it's just like this modernized version of it. And, um, I just really identify with that. Maybe it's because I've done a lot of drugs in my life. Let's just be honest. <laughs> the, the thing that strikes me about this track that you picked, though, is that there's the the percussion. It's it's a hip hop beat essentially, yeah. Yeah. but very dreamy vocals and sort of synthy sounds layered on top of it. So it's it, there's like a cacophony of sound there, but it it works. Like it, it clicked for me today. Like I'd listened to the, the beginning of the mixtape a couple of times the first time we were booked in to do this and then listen to it again today and I just I, don't, I just looked at it or heard it in a slightly different way and I just like yeah this is this is actually amazing so and there's a friend of mine a guy by the name of Jonathan Hook who raves about them so I'm gonna have to spend some time with that band just so that he will talk to me again yeah, well, you know, this is from an, an album called B-Sides. I don't know if it's B-Sides or not. It's like B-Sides and, and remixes, I think. So they had an album called Currents, which was, he had an album called Currents two albums ago. And from that, this was the B-Sides album, this one. Every track on it, it's like one of those things where like, why are these B-Sides? They're all really good. Like, you should have <laughs> put these on the album. But they are very different than the album Currents. So I think it was like exactly what you just said. That beat, when it comes in, is like, wow, this wouldn't work with the rest of the album, the, the Currents album. Um, but the cool thing about that the band too is that I think that they really kind of changed like the last album that they just put out is it, it's it's a lot more polished and, and, and uh, the production is so far ahead from where they were three or four albums ago you know but um, I like them I like them a lot Currents is a really good album that I think really kind of brought them into the fold of being this kind of big huge band you know um, so maybe you start there with Currents if, you, if you're not familiar with Tim and Powell and work your way backward or forward, you know? Okay. So that would be my advice. And then this this little album, B-Sides, that, that this song is on is is good from start to start to end. I think. And there's a couple of remixes at the end even that are pretty cool. So. Okay, so this track is? It's a list of people and then in parentheses to try and forget about.
So the the coolest green room that I ever went in uh, was back when I was playing music, and through good luck and circumstance, ended up opening for De La Soul. Uh, Great, yeah, crazy. Right. Um, and they were playing a, a venue called the Leamington Assembly, and it was it was a recently like renovated. Um, venue like it got bought by some aged rocker who basically just like spent all his money on making it really decadent like a thousand pound a roll wallpaper and whatnot but the the green room was kind of in the basement again and they'd they'd got hold of tammy winnett's uh is it the airstream kind of trailer type thing is that the name of it the big chrome thing shiny yeah silver so they basically wheeled it into the basement bricked it in and uh, there was like a little bar and stuff. And it was a big jump up in terms of the standard of venue that I, I was used to playing. And they even had like a little dude just checking, if, is there anything you need? You, like, and and oh, have you got any, you got any gum? No, but I can get some. I was just like, mate, stop. Like it, it unnerving to have someone fussing over you like yeah. that. It was crazy. That's pretty awesome. I, I just watched the movie Green Room last night. Have you ever seen that? Oh, that's this um, Patrick Stewart's in that, right? Patrick Stewart plays a uh, a neo-Nazi. Like, <laughs> he's uh, he, I don't want to spoil the whole thing for you, but it's like it's a horror movie, basically. It's about a punk rock band that's traveling around, and they end up doing a gig that they didn't really realize was going to be at this neo-Nazi kind of encampment kind of place, and then some bad stuff happens after that. But Patrick Stewart is a bad person. It's really weird to see him in a role where you're like, oh, I hate you right now. You're, you're a piece of crap. So, yeah. All right. So moving on from Tame Impala, who are we listening to next? Uh, Black Keys. Now, Black Keys is a band that I've listened to a lot more. Yeah. Um, and... It's interesting you talking about production earlier because I definitely feel like their sound has got a lot tighter and a lot more polished in the last couple of albums. Mm-hmm. And I, to me, they don't. I, I think it's a little bit to their detriment. Like I like the first couple of albums where it sounded really raw and sort of cut together. Mm-hmm. I thought that was part of their charm, and I get they can't make the same sound forever. Um, but and, it, and it's not that the, the the recent stuff is bad by any means, but it's just different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, um, it's interesting that the the um, I, I, so their early stuff that's like uh, Rubber Factory, I think, is like their first album or something, has that really gritty raw sound to it, mm-hmm. and. It, and I like I like everything they've done. Like I, where I was as before with him and Powell, I was like, oh, enter in with this album and go from there. And so the Black Keys to me is like I would just say, do you like like blues rock music? You know, if you're into anything around that and and listen to anything, I, you could pick any album um, and you'd be fine. But Rubber Rubber Factory, I think it's Rubber Factory, yeah, Rubber Factory person is so wrong, really. It sounds like they recorded it like literally, and you know like a their phone or something you know yeah um and i like that and i dig it but i do kind of like some of the 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 better production versions so well this last album that you know the let's rock or whatever it's it's uh really high well produced but to me it just 
it still holds some of that it's like they it's like it sounds better produced but it still holds that kind of gritty raw like hey we're just a couple dudes playing these songs kind of vibe to it in my opinion you know so that's what i like about them they kind of hold on to that even as they become more popular then you'll hear a, com a commercial or you'll hear their song in a commercial or something for some reason it's still like it still has that vibe to me that i like and it's it's also like all of their songs to me is like if you ever if you need to, ever need to drive anywhere ever there's a great rhythm there to their music and driving for some reason it's just the bass line and the beat and stuff you can kind of you know they have a yeah there's, there's 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 a pace to it and a and a plodding sort of yeah. rhythm that is really well suited to traveling yeah so and they um you know and it's just uh, this last album i think is like 36 or 7 minutes long or something it's like each track is like two and a half minutes too it's like or three minutes it's like here we go here's the track here we're out and next time so that's kind of fun too just but um man i just think i'm not saying that they're struggling at all because they're obviously doing way better than they were years before but there's a there's a lot of bands in this playlist that i'm always like man they should be huge like they should be one of the biggest bands in the world you know but and don't get me wrong i think the black keys are doing fine like <laughs> i don't think they're like looking for their next meal but but um man they're just solid and it's like uh it's um it's just just great music you know and then this i i didn't even know that they had released this album um that this came out on yeah because i until uh it's funny until obama did his like playlist last year he had a he did it was like the obama summer playlist somebody released that i don't know who and i was like oh what's obama listening to and he listed the Black Keys song, not this song, but a different song on the album. And I was like, oh, they got a new album? <laughs> and Obama's listening to it? I was like, cool. So, um, Barack then, uh, Obama influencer. Yeah, I mean, seriously. I mean, I think we already know that. So that, um, so just to tie that in, I thought that was a cool thing where I was like, I just was kind of out of the loop on the new album when Obama got me into it on his playlist. So, okay, so, him on as a guest. That'd be a good get. That, yeah, that would be quite quite the booking for a guy in a garage in the West Midlands in the UK. Uh, I mean, I, I know that's exactly what happened when he did Marins. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think I'm quite on that level yet. No. Okay. Well, I thought you told me you've had that many listeners as Mark Marin, but it's, so you know, there's not a fee for this, right? Okay. <laughs> All right. So this track is. Um, get yourself together. Did you ever listen to the hip hop album they put out? No. Oh, mate. Uh, so. Is it under their same name? No. Well, no. It's they they released it under the name Black Rock. So basically, they play all the instrumentation, and I think they it's, it's like a different MC on every track. It's fucking amazing. Oh, really? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm really good. It. I'm putting it in just to remember to look it up, because I'll forget stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not good like that. Yeah, oh, awesome. And, it, and it's them playing the music with, like, just people... Lo yeah, loads it. of guest MCs, basically. Like, most devs on one of them and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, there was the brand new heavies. Do you know them? The back in the day, they're kind of like this funk kind of mm -hmm. band thing. And they had one called Heavy Rhymes Volume One, I think. And there was all these guest MCs, and each track, it was like they had um, 
the far side and they had like Gangstar and all these but and they each did a different track same thing as they played live music and it said volume one and it was it's such a good album that I kept kept thinking oh man there's gonna be a volume two one day and they just they never did it oh mate <laughs> yeah so oh well all right oh, well. so moving on from the Black Keys who are we listening to next Black Pumas now this is a new one on me yeah uh, so tell me about how you find these guys. Um, okay, so there's a couple tracks on here that uh, on my playlist that I've found because of my girlfriend. My girlfriend's in the music industry. She is a music manager. Um, she's been in the industry for a while and, you know, worked for different companies managing different bands. And um, right now she's working for like a, 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 a company in Toronto that manages world music. And anyways, it's... I it's really fun to date someone that is I'm really into music you know and I, I I know a good amount about music for the average person that's not like in that industry per se but and so I like I, I think it's it's been a really fun part of this relationship is actually being able to be like oh hey um you like you like check out this music and see what you think rather than just like ah, I'm not that into it and also she's younger than me but she still like is into like some like one of her favorite bands is Faith No More, which I grew up listening to, and she's too young to actually have grown up listening to them. And I'm just like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> so we so we have even though there's an age difference there, it's like we still can vibe on this music level. So I found a lot of new music through her, and Black Pumas was one of the one of the bands which is like, hey, check this out. And I'm telling you, from start to finish, this album is like is really good. Um, it's uh again like falls in i don't even know what you'd fall this into it's like kind of like a folksy bluesy there's a little psychedelic kind of time thing but kind of uh, maybe a little bit of like soul rhythm and blues kind of thing in there yeah like, absolutely like you can hear all of that in just the one track you put in the mix yeah tip. yeah and it, it's a two-man band again it's like there's um I, I think they're based in austin which is like you'd probably say for most of i'm pretty sure that's where the black keys or no, they're Akron. Sorry, I'm messing stuff up. But, um, but you know, awesome. I think they got together there, and um, it was just like a guy that it was like a, I think he did main like studio musician kind of thing, and mm-hmm. linked up with this vocalist. And I'm um, just trying to remember their name. I can find it. But um, and uh, it's just it's really great. And now it actually got nominated for a Grammy this year too. So it's not like it's like some underground kind of thing, but it's. It's like one of those things, if you didn't know about it, you didn't know about it. Kind of, yeah. You know? They, they um, remind me a little bit of The Heavy. Have you ever listened to them? No, I don't know them. No. So The Heavy is a UK outfit who play like like rock soul music. So imagine the riffs of Rage Against the Machine, but with Curtis Mayfield on the mic. And this group reminded me of them, but they'll go from like sort of they'll they'll play little bits that sounds almost like ska, and then they'll go into like like bona fide soul, and then there'll be something a little bit punkier. Uh, they're a really really good band. Um, yeah. I think you would like them. Yeah, I'll check that out. I'm like writing stuff down as we do, but that, this this guy I just looked up his name. Eric Burton is his name, and he's from out this way in California. And he, um, I, I think he was like, he was like busking, like mostly like Santa Monica Pier and other places and stuff like that. And, and then he just kind of worked his way to Austin because, you know, they, I guess they thought their, the music scene there would like really vibe for what he was doing. And then he linked up with this guitarist. And I want to say his name is 
Casada or Casada, I think, Frazier. And that guy, like I said, I'm pretty sure he's like a studio musician. I think he had already won awards and grand and stuff. And I guess maybe, I don't know if he found him on the street. That would be a great story if that's what, like, he's just busking on the street and like, hey, and now they're up for a grave themselves. But fantastic album from start to finish. I couldn't recommend that more. And it's like, it, it, it has, it's again, one of these bands that has like this old soul feel, but it's like modern, you know? It's, uh, all right, so this track is Colors. All right, so moving on from Black Pumas. Who are we listening to now? Uh, Spoon. Heard of, but don't know that much about. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're um, maybe they're from. Uh, I'm, I'm always getting my my bands confused of like who's from like where because, and it's like all these all these bands that, that I've I'm, I'm just realizing right now are um, like smaller like two man bands up until this point like Black Coombs is two man Black Keys is two man Dan Ball is one man this one they, they branch out and they, they, they're just they, they had a lot of members and stuff but they are from Austin Texas originally and um you know I guess it's like I guess indie rock I guess you describe them as and uh maybe falls a little bit into like I wouldn't say blues rock but a little indie rock like like modern kind of pop more pop rock or something like that but they are um uh, and I, my whole my whole set list doesn't go this way. We kind of morph into other stuff. But I uh, they they're somebody that again I just there was a friend of mine that's a comedian and just one day he put on Twitter or something. He's like, I'm going to see Spoon tonight, and he was really excited about it. I did not know who Spoon was, and I was like, what a dumb name. And then I was <laughs> like, who wants to go see a band named Spoon? Like whatever. And I was like. Eh, let me just check out Spoon and see what it is. And I, I downloaded the album that this that this track is on, and it's amazing. <laughs> like, they're really good. Because <laughs> another one of those, this is pretty much my how I, I listen to music. I'm always like, ah, what's that? Then I listen to it, I'm like, how has this band not been in my life? You know, and there's just so much music. That's the problem. There's so much music Mate, out there. Well, that's, that's one of the reasons I started doing this, is because people just bring the music to me. So I don't have to go out and find it. Um, I had a similar experience with um, car seat headrest. Have you heard of them? Yeah. I've never listened to them, but I've heard of them. Fucking stupid name. I was in a hipster coffee shop in Manchester, and I was looking around, listing all the cliches, because I wanted to write a bit about it. And I was like, right, okay, the white tiles are on the wall, the the hipster people have got their their side partings and their tattoos and their moustaches and they've got posters for bands I've never heard of like who the fuck is car seat headrest that's a ridiculous name and then I listened to an album I was just like oh my god it's like the Strokes and Weezer had a baby uh, and it was fucking amazing oh that'd be cool I'm just like that's a good description from at least that'd be like So the the track that I love is one called Cosmic Hero and it's eight minutes long and that's not long enough for me. Like I would, I've quite often had that track on repeat.
yeah, just ridiculous name, amazing music. Yeah, well, so the um, the Spoon Guys, they um, and they, they probably have about seven or eight albums out now. They had one called Hot Thoughts that came out a couple years, maybe two or three years ago. That's the last one they put out. Um, but this one is this track's on Ga Ga Ga. I think it's five Ga's. Ga 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 Ga. So. How do you tell somebody to listen to that album? Hey, it's what album shows it? Ga 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 ga. Are you are you are you okay? <laughs> it's a really good album, trust me. It was a ga 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 ga. Um, but uh, I a former podcast I used to do called uh, What's What Podcast with comedian Hal Jackson. We actually used one of their tracks um, as the theme song for it. That was back before we didn't realize you could actually do that. We weren't making any money off the podcast. That's probably when when one came after us. Everyone was like, man, your theme song is so cool. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a band called Spoon. That's why it's really cool. Like, people thought we made it or something. Like, uh, we're, not that good. we're not that talented to make that song. But, um... But uh, this is like, to me, they're kind of like, they're, they're, they're a mood music for me, Spoon, too, where it's just kind of like um, the, the the guy, the singer, I'm, I'm forgetting everyone's name today, I don't think it's like Rick Daniel, but um, he's got a very distinct voice, and it's, it's it, it, you can, it's like one of these guys, that, the lyrics, is, is, I think he's a great singer, but you can understand all the words he's saying. I don't know if that makes sense. You know, like sometimes you have there's a band you're into and you're like, I don't know what this guy's saying, but his voice is cool. And yeah, I I absolutely know what you mean. Like, um you appreciate it more when you can understand what the song is about. You also can't cheat on the lyrics too. Sometimes you'll be like, Man, this song's amazing and then you like read the lyrics online and you're like, huh. Yeah, this song is just about him, like, you know, just walking out the door and it was sunny or something. Yeah, it went great. Um, and uh, I really appreciate, like, listening to, to Spoon because the music's great, but sometimes I'm just, like, get lost in the lyrics and what he's saying. And I, and, I, and it's it, it's a lot of kind of, like, I don't want to say life lessons, but it's, it's stuff that I relate to sometimes. Where I'm like, yeah, I had that. I had something like that happen to me, too. And, yeah, this is a good way of looking at it. I don't know. You'd have to listen to the whole catalog, maybe. I'm not, to, for me, to, to give out specific songs, but... I'm a huge fan of theirs. Um, they were at the Hollywood Bowl recently, um, opening for maybe it was like Foster the People. And I don't remember who it was, but whoever it was, I was like, they, I was like being that kind of fan for them. They shouldn't be opening for that. They shouldn't be the, the, the <laughs> This should I, be the I other way around. Them, yeah, I was into them way before they were big. Like those, I can't stand those people that were like, I, I was into them way before people know about them, and I've got a T-shirt to prove it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, great band. Okay, so this track is? Um, oh, yeah, this track is called Rhythm and Soul. This is the point you make, it where we we step it up a notch, and there's a little bit of a shift in sound. Yeah. So, who are we listening to now? Anderson Pack. So, again, I, I know of, heard bits and pieces of, and then I listened to this track today, and he almost comes across like like a modern day James Brown, like the, that kind of 
like a soul man kind of vibe but in a in a you know in a modern sort of contemporary kind of setting in terms of like the, the way he arranges his songs because he's a singer producer he, he kind of does it all right yeah he um he's i'm playing the drums on this track i'm pretty sure and i'm sure he does arranges a lot of the music and he's he does it he does does it all when when he appeared um uh, I don't know if this was the song, but he was he was on the Grammys at some point too for uh, you know, which I, I keep saying the Grammys, and there was some shift at some point where like I used to watch the Grammys and be like, all this movie, this music is not my thing, and then there became a shift where I was like, oh no, this is quality music that is still selling a lot because that's in the end what's happening. And Anderson Pack became one of those people that was critically acclaimed, but also you know was doing well and. On the ground, he was actually playing the drums and singing. I think it was a song, like live. And I'm uh, always astounded by people yeah. that can play drums and sing. I, I'm astounded by people that can play drums. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I follow. I don't know if you're familiar with Darren King from Mute Math. Um, no, 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 no. Well, he was in Mute Math. He's done and done his own projects now. But he's a good follow on on Instagram because he just does a lot of like, drumming tracks and stuff that he's doing. He's really talented. But um, I just watch him. I just watch drummers on Instagram all the time. I just watch them like, wow. And then, yeah, now you're singing. I'm like, what? <laughs> how does your brain, how are you still doing this rhythm? And then you're doing this other rhythm. Yeah. And it's, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's, no. Um, but I included Anderson Pack in here because I'm really, really into hip hop. And and I just haven't been listening to a lot recently because a lot of the stuff I listen to is like older school stuff and I'll just be like oh man I remember this album and I'll put it on and stuff and I, I as you mentioned before like this is kind of like for me was a mixtape about like what I'm listening to now because <laughs> that's the stuff I'm like most excited about you know and it's like I, I you know the first cassette I ever bought was like Simple Minds you know but I'm not listening to Simple Minds right now. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to put it in my mixtape. No offense to them. I still think they're good, but, <laughs> um, excuse me. Um, anyways, I really like hip hop. And this is like, the, there's a, there's a whole version of hip hop that I'm listening to now that kind of has this kind of sound or is in this kind of same realm as Anderson Pack. And, um, and, uh, I, I just really appreciate like what he's doing. You know, he's a local, uh, he's, when I say local, in Southern California. And um, it's done a weird thing where he's named all the albums after the first one is Malibu, or maybe it was Venice, and then the second one was Malibu and Venice, or whatever. And then there's Oxnard. I don't know if yeah. you're familiar with that to say in Ventura. And it's like, yeah. I'm not quite sure, and I've never looked into why he's naming it after these these, these suburb cities of, of LA. But um, but I know um, I gotta kind of get a vibe from him too. I'm really into Kid Cudi and uh, Kid Cudi. Sorry, Kid Cudi. <laughs> I'm really into a guy whose name I didn't pronounce right. <laughs> um, and I don't know if you're familiar with him at all, too, but he's kind of like got, he's a lot more on that psychedelic kind of way out there trip, too. But he has a, a similar sound, reminds me of like Anderson Pack in some ways, and he came before him. Um, and so uh, I just, I just really appreciate what his whole album is and the amount, like you said, producer not only just doing the vocals he sings he raps he does everything and i just he's like a really... hip-hop version of prince yeah yeah that's a good one yeah prince perfect yeah i just think people that talented i'm always drawn to and i'm just like it, it's amazing yeah prince is that's a good that's a good that's a good analogy one of the things that i try to watch once a month is prince's guitar solo at the 
the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Have you ever seen that? No. The year he was in, in, inducted into the Hall of Fame, I want to say it was Tom Petty and then the guys from ELO and George Harrison for his solo career, like post uh, after he had passed away. I was going to say posthumously, and I, know, I was realizing I can't pronounce the word properly, so I just bailed on it. I was like, after he passed away. <laughs> posthumously. <laughs> posthumously. Yes. Idiot. First the cutting, then this. Um, and anyways, they're playing Why My Guitar Gently Weeps, all of them together on stage. And Prince is just kind of in the wings, hanging out, just strumming the guitar. And then he just comes in at the end and plays about a four or five minute guitar solo, maybe longer. That is absolutely one of the best guitar solos of any kind that you'll see anywhere. And he finishes it off by just taking the guitar and just throwing it into the crowd, a la, you know, Prince style. Um, it's insanely good. I recommend anyone to watch that at any point in life that just likes music. And it also reminds you of just how talented Prince was because you're like, yeah, he's a singer and a performer and this and that. But you forget like how good of a musician he was as far as yeah. a guitarist and everything else. And it's like, you watch that and then watch the Super Bowl halftime that he did in the rain. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Okay, I, know, I can see like a YouTube spiral coming my way. Yeah, well, he... He famously was in Miami, where I'm from, and it was the Super Bowl halftime, and he was performing, and it was going to rain, and it was raining already, and they came to him, and they were like, look, uh, you know, you're going to have the guitar. He's not lip-syncing anything. He's playing, you know. Yeah. They were worried because it's raining and, like, blah, 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 and they went to see what he thought, and this is what they said. He said, he, he said is there any way to make it rain harder? <laughs> <laughs> And then he went out and like ripped it. It's like this. It was like it was amazing. It's like one of the best performances of all time. It's a Super Bowl halftime show. Prince is in it. That's a good description. I mean, Anderson Pack should be so lucky. But I, I like that. He's just this jack of all trades. He can do it all. Okay. So this track is. Uh, am I wrong? Anderson Pat, who are we listening to now? Uh, Heavy Man. Um, and they are from across the pond, as we say, over in your, your neck of woods in uh, London. Um, this is a band that my girlfriend is managing. Oh, and, okay, no way. Uh, yeah, and so my girlfriend has, you know, worked, you know, for various companies in music management. This is her first solo management project. So oh, amazing. Yeah, so this is a big thing for her. Um, and uh, Charlie Yang, who is uh, the, the lead singer and guitarist, and he, he writes um, a lot of the music, or I think most of it. And um, I don't want to misspeak there, though. Uh, she went to school with him. She went to high school with him. Right. Um, or she was in, not high school, she was in middle school. I'm probably messing this up, but she did definitely went to school with him. She grew up in Hong Kong, and I believe they went to school there together. And then he... Um, uh, is formed this band and now she's managing it. Now, here's the thing is, so I'm dating, you know, my girlfriend, Bianca, I'm dating her and she told me that she's going to start taking on this project and I was like, oh, great. And so she sent me the first track of theirs that they released. They released three singles this year in anticipation of getting up to this album. Um, and this is the latest single they released. 
But the first one that she sent to me, you know, you're dating someone and you want to be supportive and you're like, well, I, I hope this is good because I can't say this sucks. <laughs> you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to hurt her feelings or disrupt it. And the first single she sent me, um, which isn't this one, it's another one, was really good. And I really liked it. And I was like, holy shit, this is a really good band. <laughs> and, um, and uh, she and the subsequent singles have all been good. And so it's been great to be able to support her and like doing this and, and and really like I put it out there when the singles would come out, like, hey, you should listen to this this band, Heavy Man, they're great. But like really, you know, mean it because I think they're great, you know, and they have um they she actually got them on Kerrang Work Radio over there, like as for awesome. the, a couple singles ago and that, that did really well. This uh, one of their other singles, uh, things. Um but um Man, they have this really cool style. I, I don't know. It's like there's so many bands like kind of morphed into one of them. It's like this kind of like maybe like a, a Queens of the Stone Agey kind of vibe or, or Stone Temple Pilots and a little classic. You know what? Rock. I was gonna say yeah. the, the yeah. there are there are parts where the vocal sounds a little bit Josh Home like, yeah. Um, yeah. and particularly when they go into into the chorus I don't want to say what he says because I'll give the track away but um, but yeah that did that did sort of strike me There's, and then the, as the song sort of progresses it, it, it it's not a it's not a constant thing but there's just certain inflections and certain phrases within the song it's like oh that sounds but 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 not in a not in a pastiche way like in a, in a good way not like he's ripping yeah. anything off but just like that's a really nice sound. That's a really good vocal. Yeah, Charlie, uh, that's he's got a great voice. He's got a great voice, and he's got a great knack for like writing music. And all three of the tr- singles that they've released, they're they're available out there, like Apple Music, Spotify, and stuff. And they all have like a nice hook to them, a nice sound to them, a nice. This one, this one has a, a. They're all very different from each other, but they're enjoyable. Like I put them on, I'm just listening to them, not because, and without my girlfriend, like I'm just not like I'm just I'm into the music. And so um, I'm really happy for her and really happy for the, for the band. And I, 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 I think that they're going to do big things. You know, we're in this COVID crap. So, you know, ideally right now they'd be out there like, you know, touring and playing the singles and getting it going and hopefully being in some, some festivals and getting that, that per- person's eyes on them. So anyone listening to this, please, you know, listen to their other tracks, and, 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 and including this one, and download it and soak it in if you like it. You know? All right. So this track is? Loose lips. All right, we've got another shift here. Another, yes. it's another, another slight change in direction and pace. So, who are we listening to now? Sonic Youth. So, yeah, this is uh, the next couple tracks. Uh, I am going back a little bit in my catalog of from, from when I was younger, but I still listen to these guys a lot. Sonic Youth is, um, keep bringing up my girlfriend in here. It's like, it's kind of like as if, as, as if she's not in the room. She's not even here. But but she she says a lot of the stuff I listen to is, is math rock. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's like, is that progressive rock or something like that? I feel like not a lot of the stuff on this list is that. But Sonic Youth for sure is not like math rock, I should say. It, it, it's, it's, it's like chaos harnessed, you know, Sonic Youth to me, where it's like, it's like a lot of their, their, their sound to me. And I used to skateboard a lot when I was young. 
Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Me too. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Do you still skateboard now? Uh, I try to, but it's it's yeah. hard. With the weather here and with, you know, family responsibilities, it's it's, it's hard to, to, to skate regularly. So uh, I find I've actually managed to let go of the frustration I feel when I turn up to a park and I can't do the stuff that I could do, you know, five, yeah. six, ten years ago. You're gonna get injured. You can't do it anymore. I, I'm, I'm the window I'm looking out over this computer. About 500 feet is a skate park from my right. house, like right there. And I just drive by it and look at it. I'm like, yeah, you go, kids, because I just I can't. My body cannot take the punishment anymore. So all I do is I just subscribe to as many skateboarders as I can on Instagram, and I just watch them do stuff that I wasn't even in my repertoire when I was skateboarding. I was like, uh-huh. I, my big thing. On my Instagram, somewhere I have me doing like a handstand, like a hand plant, where you put one hand in and you put the board up above your head, and you're just basically doing a handstand. No one even does that anymore. You do that. They used to do that on like on on half pipes and stuff like that around the street. And it's like if you did that now, people are like, what what the hell's happening here? What's so, <laughs> nah, there's there's pockets of people that are bringing like old street style stuff back, and Mike Vallely yeah. still does a lot of that kind of stuff, and like yeah, one of but, my but, favorite skateboarders, he kind of. I don't know if he if he retired or whatever, but he's like an artist now. But he seems to have really got the passion back for riding his skateboard. Uh, and no. so, like, so watching him get back on it because he's constantly posting footage of him ripping around parts and getting stuff back. So, like, I saw him. I watched a few clips maybe like eight months ago, and. He was like complaining, go, oh, I've got to relearn this. And I was like, well, you're doing way better than I ever could. But he's really, really back on it now. Wow. Um, okay. Guy, well, guy by, a guy by the name of Chris Markovich. Chris he, Markovich. He, he, he had, my, he had the, my favorite section on the first ever skate video I ever saw, which was like an issue of 411. And that, that section introduced me to what is my favorite hip hop track ever, which is a far side track. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I have this affection for the far side, and I have a, a, like this a f- sort of affection for that time when I was just discovering skateboarding. And yeah. he was the favourite skater, and I've I've messaged him, and I think I think he might come on mixtapes if I can if I can nail it down. So I would be so happy. Ah, that's happened. cool. What, what's the far side track? Yeah. Uh, running. Running. No, I didn't think that would be the one that uh, the uh, the. The, um, I thought you would go for the first album, but Running is a great song, man. That's a... I'm a sucker for mellow instrumentation-based loops, and I just think because it's a it's a it's a Dilla-produced track, which I didn't know back then, but I've discovered since. Um, but it's got a really beautiful um, Spanish guitar loop, and the beat is so good. Um, yeah, amazing track. Yeah, it's a. Uh... It's it's pretty amazing. There's there's another good um, there's a good actual uh, one that I listened to, Lupe Fiasco, uh, Kick Push. You ever listen to that song? Yeah, you know what? People people cool skateboarding song. Yeah. People who work skateboarding into the subject matter of a song, it's a real yeah. tricky thing because some people will will hate you for it, but. If, yeah. To listen to the lyrics of Kick Push, and it's a proper legit hip hop track. Yeah, it's like, it's a really good track, but it's straight up just about skateboarding. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, the, but he, 
the lyrics sound like he knows what he's talking about, and the, and it is a it, there's nothing cheesy or gimmicky about the track. It's it's a real hip hop track, and 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 it makes you think of skateboarding with the 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 chorus is like kick push kick, and you're like huh, yeah that's what skateboarding is like. And yeah, like, exactly. Uh, yeah. And skateboarding introduces you to like all this different music. So like up until the time I started skateboarding, it was just rock. UK rock, American rock, and then skateboarding introduced me to like West Coast punk rock music, like fat record style stuff. And so it would either be punk rock or it would be hip hop on all of these sections. So that's how I got into like Dr. Octagon and stuff like that, and bands like Snuff, which is like a UK punk group, but I hadn't heard of them until I saw them on a, on a skate video. So, so did you? So Sonic Youth, yeah. You had a connection from skateboarding yeah, and Sonic Youth. Okay, so this is like full disclosure. Me trying to be cool. So I, the, the skateboard shop when I was young in Miami, where it was called Island Water Sports, and that's where they had all the decks and the trucks and all the wheels, and you go there and waste all your money and stuff, you know. And then everyone skate out back, and they had different um, like promo stuff up on like musicians and stuff like stuff that you could buy or take one of them was Rage Against the Machine I remember way back in the day like this is free listen to this but then there was one day there was, there was um, somebody was talking about music they like and they kept saying Sonic Youth and the, the guy that was saying it was like the best skateboarder at this place and I was like well I gotta I gotta get into Sonic Youth I guess and so I went to this record store and um, they had a Sonic Youth t-shirt from this album. This album, this track is, is from the album Dirty. And on the cover is like this really weird kind of puppety thing. It's like this hand knitted orange puppet. I don't even know what it is. And the album is Dirty and they had a t-shirt. I'm like, I'm buying this t-shirt. Hadn't even listened to Sonic Youth yet. Buying the t-shirt because I'm like, gotta be cool on skateboard, you know? And, um, and uh, bought the t-shirt and the skateboard and got all these comments cool shirt man yeah, Sonic Youth and so I was like I better brush up and start listening to Sonic Youth so I started listening with that album and that album is fantastic and this track from the album is like specifically just such this really cool uh, it, it's like it, it's it's talking about raw we were talking about raw and gritty like Sonic Youth really encapsulated that where it's like the production value is so high but it just sounds like they're recording in a garage and it was like one take and we're out you know and they have this really cool just gritty like full sound to them and in this song specifically one of the things that i love is it's kind of like it's almost like an, an edm track where it's like they're playing the song they have their bass line and the guitar and the lyrics and then at this point in the middle they bring it down and they just get rid of all the sound and there's just like one little kind of gong little bell kind of thing sounding and they build it back up to this like complete cacophony of like you know guitar and bass and drums and then almost like this EDM song at that point we're like that and then it's like well the beat the beat's about to drop here and then they and then they bring it in and they drop this beat back in but it's rock it's all rock yeah and it's it's to this day I can listen to this song and it gets me amped like that part where I'm just like you know you have the, the this kind of groove going on drips it down brings it back up to this head and then drops it back into this groove and it's like it's just it's just an all-timer song for me so I stumbled into this band by trying to be cool and <laughs> and from the skateboarding buddies that I had and then in the end was like oh this is a really dope band and I that's what I think of Sonic Youth when I think of people that are cool I think of Sonic Youth the band that like I just think that that is they're just cool you know like all the people that are in the band 
are just cool people, you know, like <laughs> they're not around anymore. I think they've disbanded, but Thurston Moore and Kim Gordon, you know, they, they were at one point, I think they got divorced. They were married and they had a kid and I'm pretty sure when they did the David Letterman show, she had on a t-shirt, something cool about her baby being in her belly. I don't remember now, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but you look, look at who they've influenced, like Kurt Cobain was a Sonic Youth fan. Like, yeah. they're, they're so cool, they, they've influenced some of the biggest musicians ever, and they get they get credited as influences on on these artists. So, they're, yeah. they, they're, they're bigger than you think they are. If, like, do you, know, do you get what I mean? Like, they, they, they come across as this sort of fringe, sort of alternative grunge rock it's hard to put them into one genre because yeah. you can listen to 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 three tracks from the same album and they sound very different because they'll they'll alternate the lineup in terms of who's doing vocals or whatever yeah um but yeah they're they're, they're a massive band yeah yeah and, and you're 100 right on that it's like I mean, they have a song. I think the song "100 Percent" is on this album too. But uh, <laughs> they, uh, they, it, it, from track to track, it really is, it really is different. And, and even after this, this, this track on the album, the next song is just kind of like, "Hey, we're bringing it down and doing." It's, it's a track unlike anything else they've done on a lot of their albums too. But um, yeah, just uh, I don't know if you're into Sonic Youth if you listen to us, but. I think this is a good entry track for Sonic Youth. I'm, I think it kind of encapsulates a lot of what they're about. But, you know, like you are just saying, they're all over the place. You could you might like another track, too. So this Maybe. track is? This track is uh, Sugar King. A complete left turn from from Sonic Youth to yeah. who's next? Bob Marley and the Whalers. I'm pretty sure it's just it's, yes, yeah. yeah, Bob Marley and the Whalers to be exact, and that is that is important with this track. Um, I growing up, my mom was really into music. My mom was really into a lot of cool music, and that helped me influence like me getting. I think that's a big part of being in the music yourself is like what your parents do. Um, and my mom also dated a guy that was really influential in my life too. That was really into a lot of cool music too. My mom liked a lot of kind of, um, very specific stuff, a lot of hippie quote unquote music, really into Joni Mitchell, who's amazing. And like, sometimes I'm just blasting Joni Mitchell at my house. And it's like, you know, this, that's from my youth. And, but a lot of what I remember listening to was a lot of reggae growing up. Now my mom did smoke pot. Uh, full disclosure and so, <laughs> and so I don't know if you have to smoke pot to like reggae but to listen to as much reggae as she did when I was younger you probably did um growing up in Miami too you know the the culture of of the Jamaican culture and reggae and stuff is kind of infused because it's such a Caribbean 
vibe in Miami. I mean, that's, that's, you have, you have all these communities that are there, you know, as a matter of fact, there's a farmer's market here where there's a Jamaican family that sells Jamaican meat patties, which I did not know was a thing in LA that anyone sold them. And I grew up eating Jamaican meat patties my whole life and they're, they're amazing. Um, so I'm very happy about that side note. But, um, so I just listened to a lot of Bob Marley growing up with my mom. Um, also, uh, Peter Tosh, who was in, this band that's where i don't know if people are familiar with peter tosh if you're in the weed you've probably heard the song legalize it or some various other pot related songs he did but he was a very politically active person as well as, as bob marley was um and on this track um there's a guitar solo and it's peter tosh that does the guitar solo and he's part of like quote unquote the band the whalers then i mean um and one of the cool things about this and i'm sure everybody's familiar with the song if you're familiar with bob marley it's a pretty it's a fairly popular song by him but it's just one of the it's just not all guitar solos have to be shredding and you know eddie van halen recently passed away and he's a god and i really loved van halen and his guitar but not everything has to be at that level sometimes it's just like this the guitar solo that you think you could almost play just listening to it. um and it's just one of the coolest little guitar solos wrapped up in this really chill reggae song and there's like some effect on it some sort of pedal effect or something you would probably know better than i would but uh but um i just man if you want to be put into a good mood and you and you need to relax. You need to get your blood pressure down. Put on this track, uh, and not the short version. With this version that's on the album, this is the the the, the actual, not extended version, but original version. And you will be chill. Okay, so this is stare it up. So that's Bob Marley and the Whalers. Who's up next? Ben Howard. Um, okay. It's, so Ben Howard, I found through Shazamming a song on The Walking Dead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> which, if you know Ben Howard, or if you start listening to him, you'll be like, he's on The Walking Dead a song because it doesn't seem like... But uh, it was a track um, called Oats in the Water. That, that's not this track, but that's the, the one that I had that Shazammed. And I was just like, man, really good. And he um, uh, he's a singer-songwriter, and he is one of my favorite musicians currently and of all time. I've seen him perform. I don't go see a lot of live music, just so you know. Um, I, I appreciate it. I just don't like being around people. <laughs> it's the main thing. I don't want to be like in a crowd. But every time Ben Howard has come to perform in LA at the Greek Theater, and I saw him at another theater that I can't remember right now near USC, I go and see him because he's amazing. He's an amazing musician, singer songwriter, and he, you know, he's an amazing guitarist. Even if he didn't wasn't singing, he was just playing guitar on these albums. He's amazing, um, and he does kind of like he does electric and acoustic. But when he's doing acoustic, he does that that kind of that um, strumming and percussive, like you know, yeah. hitting the, the body. And um, he's got a couple tracks. If you just look at his like uh, solo sessions, it's it is online. He's got a couple tracks with just him a guitar and his voice, and it, just watch his guitar playing. It's from another planet, you know. Um, and he's this really deep, like very deep lyrics. There's a somberness and stuff to it. I mean, some of his earlier work had a little bit more upbeat to it, but you kind of want to give him a hug. 
you know, but but you also want to be like, thank you for this music, but also, are you okay? That's like, what I, was, <laughs> I finally want to always ask Ben Howard, like, are you okay? Because, you know, uh, just listening to this this track and- you Who know, hurt you? Yeah. Now this, this particular track is a little bit more upbeat because, um, you know, as I was putting together the, the what I'm listening to now, it could be any track from Ben Howard because I'm constantly listening to his music. But I was like, ah, you know, I don't want to, I want to put something in here that like people listen to him, but like, I'm sad, like after that. So, so I thought this might be a good entry that song to be like, oh, I like this. this. This guy's a good songwriter and there's a good vibe to this and the music's good and there's still some cool guitar picking and stuff. But I, I if, if you don't know about Ben Howard, I implore you to, to, to listen to anything he's done. He's, um, He's he's literally an alien from another planet, in my opinion, as far as like the talent he has. And when I when I saw him at the Greek Theater, it was funny because he was I, he was playing stuff from his new album, and it, it, he's one of these musicians that you hear it and you're like, yeah, that's pretty good, and and then you put it in again, and then you're like, oh wow, this is this is much better than I thought. And by the third listen, you're like, oh, this is, has layers that I wasn't yeah. even experiencing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the second time he's come up recently uh michael malone was on the podcast about a month and a half ago and his mixtape's really good um very consistent tone running right the way through it there's a little bit of sort of wistful melancholic kind of which i think we're all feeling right now um i certainly it, it certainly resonated with me when i listened to his mixtape but he put a ben howard track in and i saw him he was opening for another uh, act that I follow. Uh, well, it's again, it's a guy. It's a band, but it's kind of named after him. It's called Fink. You're I'm not familiar with them. Oh my god, uh, Fink, Distance and Time, that record, beautiful. So Ben Howard was opening for Fink, uh, and yeah, blown away by the the talent and the. He's 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 doing more than two things in any song that he's performing. When you're talking about the style of play, like I, I don't even know where you begin writing music that way. I don't either. Yeah, and it's um, and you know the the most recent album he put out um was way. It's weird because it sounds sort of the same. His music he has that vibe, but it's still way different. So his last album, a lot of people kind of push back, and I'm like, ah, oh, this isn't what you did on your last album, but. The album that this comes off of, I uh, forget where we were. People push back on that because the album before that was a little bit more. Hey, there's some happy-go-lucky songs. And, hey, everything's okay, and this was a little darker. But I forget where we were. This album is. I'm telling you from start to finish. Listen through to it, and I think you'd be like, "This is pretty good." Listen to it again, and, you, and then it'll start to seep into you, and then you'll really hear what's going on, and you're just like, "Wow, this guy is a next-level genius." And then if you start watching some clips of him on YouTube and stuff, and you see what he's actually doing to create the sound, that's why the solo session stuff is like it's you're thinking that it's fake you know like yeah. it sounds like there's three different things happening here and he's just doing it by himself and um he's he's fantastic man and so at the greek theater we saw him it was for that that tour i forget where we were the album tour and he played a couple tracks from the album before that maybe two or three or something like that um and he apologized at the end he goes hey i'm sorry we're playing all this stuff from the new album and i'm just like what like normally i would be on board with that like yeah but i was like you don't have to bother us or anything everything you do is great you know so all right so uh, this track is uh this is uh she treats me well mm-hmm. 
following on from Ben Howard, we, we find ourselves at your final track. But yeah. before we get stuck into that, um, for the benefit of anyone who's discovering you for the first time, where's the best place to find you to, to check out who you are and what oh. you do? Um, you know, uh, you can find me anywhere if you can spell Forrest Shaw. So F-O-R-R-E-S-T is my first name and S-H-A-W is my last name. That is my website. That is my Instagram. That's my Twitter, uh, Facebook comedian. If you put Forrest Shaw comedian, you can find me on there. And if you just Google that, you'll find stuff. Some of my acts, I think probably uh, my specials on, on Amazon Prime called Poor Decisions. Check that out if you have Amazon Prime. Probably on YouTube somewhere. Someone probably ripped it for free there. And then <laughs> oh, mate. There's other sets and stuff on there. But um, yeah, please check that out. And if you like that, please listen to the podcast too. I don't know about that podcast with Jim Jeffries. All right. So who's your final track by? Future Islands. Now, um, this isn't the original track you, you picked. We, you changed it sort of last minute. So, so what is it about this track that bumped it into the rotation? You know what it is? It's like, okay, so we were going to do this, like, as you mentioned before, we were going to do this a little while back. We had time change thing that, you know, we got we got caught up in. And since that time, I've been listening to this band a lot. And I just think that they're really good, and I just want people to know about them. So I'm like, ah, well, this is a platform where we're talking about music, so let's throw them out there. Um, they're... Uh, they're kind of like a synth pop band. If I didn't, if I didn't tell you that this track was recently, you might think it's from the 1980s. Um, it's got this really kind of like Thompson Twins kind of or, or vibe to it, like old school 80s synth pop, you know. But it's like this new version of that. And um, the lead singer uh, is, um, gosh, what's his name? I can't really remember his name, but he is a hip hop head. If you if you Google this lead singer and hip hop, there's like a, a YouTube clip of him at Amoeba Records just picking out hip hop albums. Like he's super into hip hop, and he has a hip hop album too. And uh, I'm, I'm are you looking it up right now? Yeah, because yeah, because I've got yeah. the I've got the playlist on Apple Music in front of me, and yeah. it, it does there that. You go. Samuel Herring. It does the featured artist thing. Samuel T. Herring is the lead singer of this band. And he's really in the hip-hop. He has a hip-hop album out, too. And I want to say it was, like, I forget who it was with, but somebody pretty beggy. The last DJ Shadow album, which is, like, just him putting on, like, uh, all sorts of hip, like, you know, guest starring. He has a track. He has the title track. He sings, you know, for the title track. So he's in that world, and I just imagine that he was like, yeah, I want to do hip-hop. But they're like, you know, well, you're not really good at it. So, But you are an amazing singer with this really interesting, unique voice. So... Let's see, and then I, 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 I guess you get together with these guys that are playing like this synth pop stuff. And so this track, I, the only when I was touring um, in England doing some gigs, uh, one of the people that was the touring us with this company, um, her name was Georgie, and we were just spending a lot of time together. And I said, hey, I always ask people when I meet them, hey, what, what music should I listen to? Like, what's going on? What, what, what band do you into? And this is the one she told me, Future Islands. Okay. So I immediately downloaded them, um, and if. If you like this track, and even if you don't, Google this track, David Letterman, and watch that appearance on David Letterman of this unbelievable, probably one of the best late night appearances ever of any band. And to the point where David Letterman at the end comes out and he goes, this is like right at the end of his, his show. And he's so excited about it. And he goes, I think he says, he's like, yeah. he goes, oh my God. He goes, give me all of that. <laughs> he says something <laughs> like that. I want all of that and more. Like he's so into the band. You can see that he's, it, like 
because because the because Sam Herring is like dancing in this really such a weird way, and he's actually singing a version of the song a little bit different, where he becomes this monster almost. He's like with his voice, and the rest of the band just sitting like ding 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 ding, just not moving, and he's just like a crazy man, but doing a performance. And for whatever reason, it touched David Letterman. You can see like he got it. Like he's like, I get what you're doing right now. Um, but it's such a cool song, man, the song. It's got, like, this this really cool song, and it's, like, it's about something bad happening, like, in this guy's life, but it has kind of, like, this hopeful feel to it, you know? It's, like, about, like, God, I, and the way I interpret it is, like, there's a breakup or something that happened in his life, and, but he's gonna be, the music makes you feel like, yeah, he's gonna be okay. I think he's gonna, like, we'll get through this or something, so, I don't know. Um, it's a really cool song, and it's got this really cool, like, I, when I listen to it, I feel good. It's like, yeah. So, Fe- feeling good is a good way to end. I like that. Yeah, I agree. That's why I put it there. Yeah, exactly. Let's just, let's just say that's why I put it there. So. <laughs> Look, Forrest, thank you so much for coming on and doing this, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This was fun. I like talking about music, and especially with another person, not just myself. Always good. <laughs> So that's this week's episode. As always, we've kept the music discussed played below the conversation because we believe that all musicians should be paid something for what they do. So if you do want to listen to the mixtape in full, there's a link in the show notes that will take you to either Apple Music or Spotify. And if you're enjoying the podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review or hit the share button and send it to someone you think would enjoy it. But in the meantime, I will see you next week for another episode of Mixtapes with Mike.